0: So, hello and welcome to the New Gig Podcast. I'm your host, Glenn Hodgson, and today I'm delighted to be joined by the CEO of Swedish Ukrainian IT company Beetroot, Mr. Andreas Fludström. How are you doing, Andreas?
1: Thank you. I'm doing well. Well, good to good to be here
0: excellent well thank you for making the time if we can just begin by you explaining a little bit about beetroot what you're doing at the moment but also a little bit about your uh, journey
1: andreas how did you get to where you are today well so we we started actually almost nine years ago while two two swedes both university students at the time we decided to pack our bags and move move down to ukraine yep um and at the time, we had a sort of rough idea that we wanted to build a company that had some social impact, that was sort of borderless, and, and working in an international environment, basically. Um, yeah. We ended up in yeah, in Ukraine. Uh, we ended up with deciding that IT is probably a good industry for us because it's it is borderless and it's something you can start without a lot of capital. Which we didn't have the time, and we could sort of experiment in different ways and. Yeah, I mean, long story short, after some time of experimentation and an interesting period in, in, in Ukraine in particular, it has been, you know, a journey where we, now, we are now a company of 550 people, or we call it an ecosystem because it's actually a few different companies. And the main thing we do, we help uh, mainly scaling, fast scaling tech companies with uh, IT competence and, and uh, mm. delivering s- software solutions. Uh, and additional to that, we have an academy called Bitter Academy, where we are teaching nowadays online boot camps, um, mainly for Ukraine, but also in Sweden and Kosovo since recently. Yeah. And we have by now educated uh, around four thousand people, so that would be around uh, successfully graduated around two percent of all the uh, tech industry in Ukraine. Um, Excellent. So real, real impact, real on the ground, uh, uh,
0: uh, knowledge sharing, but also uh, concrete results. So a pat on the back that can be achieved there, Andreas, in terms of meeting the goals. But it's really interesting what you were saying about the sort of the the initial objectives you had there was, you know, something that was borderless, something where you could really have an impact. And, you know, how would you say over this, time since you founded the the company um digitalization has been changing the environment you're operating in but also the world of work more more generally
1: yeah it's been an interesting journey because it has indeed i mean our business was already back then based on you know digitalization and the borderless but of course it's, it's changed a lot and of course especially in in the last year we've seen a lot of uh, changes but I would say it's basically we've seen now the changes that has been on the trend coming but you've seen sort of five years of change in 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 one year Mm. Um, but I I mean there are a lot of different angles you could take on this topic but I mean one I mean one of the interesting angles I like to take is that it is sort of a you call it a democratization Mm. of the of the workforce because in the sense that you're basically if you work in the digital economy you work online based as long as you have at least access to you know basic education and, and a good internet connection you can basically compete uh, wherever you're based yeah. and and and, uh, and now we see also I mean I think the big change for the last few years is that you've seen earlier that sort of young startup driven companies they have been fairly open and and now uh, larger corporations are have been forced to um, become more open uh, yeah. which has also, Uh, actually, I think increased their chance of uh, digitalization and transformation, basically. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And when we're talking about
0: the uh, models of uh, using people from different marketplaces, the kind of the, the shift we've had in recent times, away from four walls with individuals who clock in every day, five days a week, nine to five, uh, that has been a sort of a mind sh- mindset shift as well, would you say, Andreas, in terms of making people more aware of what's possible and not just using what's on the doorstep, but being able to uh, uh, reach further afield for the technology and also the, the the individuals with the knowledge to be able to
1: leverage that. Yeah, um, yeah, it's been interesting because you, you I mean. For us, it wasn't a big switch in the sense that we already had, you know, an infrastructure <laughs> where we could work from home or from the office. Right. Uh, but it definitely changed uh, the mindset because now mm. you really see that, you know, what, what matters is, is you know, not exactly how many hours you clock or, you you know, the amount of time you're in the office. But really what matters is the the result, but also where you're located because you see, of course, you see that people move back to, to the smaller cities. So you can see a potential yeah. of this uh, Uh, De urbanization. Um, And I mean, frankly speaking, I mean, you you can see different challenges, but in in the big picture, uh, at least, I mean, especially for a place like Ukraine where maybe work opportunities in other fields are not yet that strong, you you see that basically, you know, basically high quality, well paid works become completely available to a different level, which means that. I mean, thanks to that, you're basically growing sort of a fast growing European level middle class yeah. in a country where the average income is like five times lower than the income in, in the tech industry. So, so you can yeah. sort of that comparison with the finances is, is sort of a sign of what happens when you connect uh, from a local market to a global um, yeah. global economy, basically. Yeah. And creating those uh, links that allows you
0: to, to, to uh be able to create something bigger than it is, but also pl- plug in uh, Ukraine in this instance into something uh, I- into something bigger. And we say, are you seeing the 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 benefits for organisations and individuals as well, Andreas? Would you say?
1: Yeah, I, I think. Uh, I mean, I think it's it's huge. I mean, as I already mentioned, for the individual, it's obvious if if you're able to enter enter the global workforce in a, in a poorer country, that's, that's a life-changing opportunity, but also for, of course, for companies, I mean, if you start to look for talent worldwide, rather than just in your city, I mean, it actually creates, even in, you know, richer countries or whatever, it can create opportunities to grow businesses based out of not necessarily the same locations as as you've been located uh, before. And it also changes a little bit the way, i think it allows for a more um sort of decentralized way of of managing your teams so sort of this agile agile way of 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 working and makes it um th- this work method sort of allows for it and one of the shifts we have seen now i'm very much from the sort of ukrainian perspective but the I mean, we have always always been working in multinational teams. But yeah. one of the things that happen is that our teams in Ukraine who work with a client abroad suddenly feels closer to the client because you're sort of equally <clears throat> equally distant as everyone else and yeah. sitting back home. Yeah, and and, and we've
0: seen as, as as well, I guess the, the 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 shift from as you say, people. That, uh, rushing into big cities every day the fact that they can maybe sort of live further out maybe in the countryside as long as they have a fast broadband connection and the the the, the, the impact on congestion in city centers the uh, stress of individuals and also the the uh, the impact on the environment as well in terms of uh environmental uh, uh greenhouse gas emissions i suppose th- these are all things that are that, that that are connected and it goes back to your, your 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 point from the beginning about democratization in a way
1: yeah yeah i definitely see that there is at least i assume you can measure it too but i, I mean i see the opportunity of a more sustainable society a little bit like mm. you know going back working in the model modern economy but at the same time going back to to the roots uh um you know i even even took the step myself i didn't think before covid that i would you know be moving to a house a little bit further from the center and that <laughs> you know just happened and i feel great about it so it's like yeah i think yeah i think you can be pretty positive i, I really hope actually that uh, a lot of those trends will stick uh, and yeah. in, in the long term
0: um mm. and do you think we'll do you think see. that's the case Andres? are they are they uh here to stay or do you think in six months' time, everyone will go back to how things were in January, February, two thousand and twenty.
1: No, I don't. I don't think everyone will go back, but I've, of course, some things will uh, will probably go back to to a more uh, more of what it was before. But at the same time, I, I think, I mean, I, I will not go back to what I did before. I will not mm. be traveling you know two hundred days per year around between the different cities. <laughs> I will you know travel sometimes, but I, I will not yeah. do it in the same way. And and. Uh, and I think what we see, so we see, I mean, what we analyze in our teams and so on, you still, still have the need of a human connection and so on, yeah. but you would rather probably, you know, make offices a place where you meet and have workshops and so on, but, but, and it's a place where you can go uh, when you want to, but it's not a place where you, you know, should go and clock in uh, yeah, every yeah. morning. Um, and I think even in, in terms of travel, not only business travels, but I think people will change their behaviors. Yeah. In, in terms of the work transformation, I think that, All of this what happens now is sort of things that were already happening, they just happen so much faster. Like uh, and even the you can see that on the demand side for the services that we provide, that yeah, it was a small dip for like three months when when every you know the world was in a bit of a panic. And then it just started to pick up, and then it's just been growing and growing and growing. And I would say that I mean, the feeling we have, and it's the same when I speak to colleagues in the industry and so on, is that it's sort of Double demand from what it was just uh, just before COVID. And
0: right, so it's a real uptick in terms of need for services, and you know the, this is this is the positive element, Andreas. What would you say the sort of the, the biggest challenges uh, are in terms of uh, uh, of what you're facing at the moment?
1: Yeah, it's it's a good question, uh, and again, you can take different angles, but what uh, one of course when things change fast um especially when the skill set you need to be competitive uh, on the market that has a risk of leaving a lot of people behind yeah i read an eu report recently that around 40 percent of the eu workforce doesn't have barely like a basic digital skill set right so of course when you know when industries change when when uh, work that was needed before is not needed anymore. Of course, that that mm. will lead to a lot of challenges. I, I don't necessarily think that there will be. I don't think there will be a lack of jobs, but I think that the sort of we already see the mismatch, uh, yeah, between what what the market wants and and what people are able to do. So I think the big, huge, huge challenges in in education, um, yeah. and that's also. I mean, that's also basically what the Bearded Academy is working on. It's not. We're not trying to replace you know deep theoretical education in university, but we are uh, having programs that can help you to reskill and upskill in a fairly short amount of time and yeah. we also by the way uh, since we moved online we can sort of provide um, also provide globally we even teach nowadays we teach uh, uh, Swedes how to code uh, with yeah. Ukrainian teachers and they you know get employed in in Sweden or or anywhere else yeah I think you also have uh, I mean, you, of course, have this different, like, legislative challenges. Uh, right. Sort of, where should all these gig workers be taxed? Um, yeah. Can you track where they are taxed? Like, should, you know, will, will people just end up, you know, registering in, in, in Estonia because they have the nicest uh, <laughs> system for uh, e-residency or, or you yeah. know... Um, I'm, I'm not an expert in, in that, but I can imagine if I, I would... But, but have a lot of thinking to do if, if you were sitting in 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 a, in a government trying to yeah um, figure these things out
0: mm. yeah I know the, the tax element will be will be very very important so you know how much time do you spend? Where are you when, when it's basically working in the cloud as well, this is one of the issues that is coming up more and more in terms of something that needs to be uh, needs to be, to, 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 be looked at. And, you know, the, 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 the general feeling about the, uh, uh, remote work outsourcing and, and technology as well. I think you put, you, you, you highlighted that by saying that the, the speed with which technology is, uh, is changing, but also disrupting, uh, a whole host of sectors and it's not going away anytime soon. This is probably one of the, uh, the 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 elements that society needs to catch up with, but also harness as, as as opposed to trying to ignore it, I guess.
1: Yeah. I mean, you, you, you cannot stop these trends. I think you have yeah. to, you know, deal with, deal with the consequences, use the opportunities. I think there are mainly positive things, but of course, mm. I mean, it will be painful in, in, you know, it will be painful for various sectors, for, for individuals who are for some reason, not, you know, able to catch up with, with, with the quick changes. Uh, And and of course, as a society, of course, we then we have to put a lot of, I think you, you, I mean, you have to reform the educational system, like drastically, like, um, and even, I mean, to be fair, like even a lot of the skill sets that are today, sort of, I mean, even like basic coding skills uh, might not be so needed anymore in, you know, five, six years from right. from now. Um, mm-hmm. So you always have to sort of... But in the end of the day, I mean, what, what we are talking about, this is like the structural issues, but I mean, what we are working towards, I think, is a more sustainable world, more efficient, more, yeah. uh, you know, more opportunities. Uh, I mean, maybe, you know... Um, yeah, I am tend to be in... Optimist, uh, but I, I think it, I mean some of the things you see in in, in with all the sort of backlash on on countries sort of turning inwards and, and so on. I think these are somehow related to all this the scary part of of you mm. know what what's what's happening. Uh, mm-hmm. But is the kind of thing
0: that's going to happen that's going to happen anyway? And sort of the uh, uh, education, I think, is a crucial element, as you say, from from uh, uh, small children through to reskilling adults and sort of keeping yourselves fresh. And I think the, the fact that not just technology, but the world of work is changing so, so much and so quickly that you need to almost reinvent yourself every few years to stay relevant and be able to have an impact and deliver value for your organization, whether you're a freelancer, whether you're working in a company or a, 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 in the public sector, to be able to deliver impact and value, you need to always be updating the skills and make sure that you're relevant.
1: Yeah, it's like I mean, this lifelong learning, right? You know, you don't go to university, learn a profession, and then then work, right? You will, yeah. you will need to, re, basically reskill yourself constantly, and and yeah, and if you if you like that, then you know this is a beautiful, wonderful yeah. world, right? And <laughs> and a world of opportunities. And if if if, if you don't, I mean, that uh, yeah, it's gonna be tough. Yeah, there's
0: basically win, winners and losers uh, on all levels, but it's a case of being aware of what the present and the future holds and adapting yourself to make sure that you're in line with the, the needs and requirements of, uh, uh, of society, as well as the, the labor market and the way that uh, uh, business and uh, technology is moving.
1: Yeah, and also, I mean, what, what and what responsibility society has in sort of providing this opportunity, or, or right. you know, helping in uh, in between, and 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 so on, and the whole. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's super interesting with the whole gig economy. It's it's like it's, it's huge opportunities, but it's also a lot of you know things that will need to be figured out while we.
0: Yeah, 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 and I think that the the big part of this as well is the sort of the co-creation element that the public and private sector need to be working together to, to, to map out the best approach for the present and the future. It's not a case of a government department can go away by themselves and create a, a, a policy or a legislative framework for the, the sector. It needs the inputs and the, the, the constant dialogue with uh, industry, NGOs and citizens to make things happen properly.
1: Yeah, it's actually quite interesting. There is a, um, some interesting things going on in Ukraine on that uh, topic at the moment because there. Uh, I mean, we have a new digital ministry since basically right. since the last election, yeah. who are. Uh, I mean, working a little bit like uh, it's a little bit like startup within the within the government with yeah. sort of testing out different uh, both educational initiatives, uh, things that are you know done for reducing. Um, corruption uh, right. because of course the more that's another opportunity of course the more you digitalize the harder it is to, exactly. to keep running corrupt systems yes yeah <laughs> so, um, so that's a huge a huge thing as well um, mm. and yeah it's, it's interesting to see this uh, small core team within the Ukrainian uh, governmental structure that is sort of acting in, in this way despite all the sort of bureaucracy surrounding it uh, yeah so there is possibility for change. Ukraine... Yeah, yeah, you know, Ukraine became the first country in the world now who has uh, equal legal status for a digital passport as a fiscal one. And, uh, really? It's pretty, yeah. it's a... Excellent. <laughs> it's There's a lot of progress ridiculous. that's been
0: made in actually uh, using technology and digitalization to not just catch up but go beyond uh, from a, a, a public sector and administrative perspective too
1: and and you know yeah and, and you know that's why i think it's so exciting to be you know working where we are with what we do because it's mm. in a way like we are working in a in a country that is in a transformation towards yes. you know away from the old and towards something new you yeah. can really you can feel it and you can feel you're in an industry which is part of driving this this transformation with like building the modern european level middle class and yeah. and, and so on and at the same time you're working in in a structure that allows to sort of experimenting with new ways of organizing a company with with a more decentralized, more self-managed approach. Yeah. Uh, So there are, you know, there's going to be a lot of interesting things. uh, Definitely. You must feel like you've got a
0: hand in creating the future there, Andres. You've seen a lot of changes in your time that you've you've been doing this already. So uh, it must be really, really exciting. It is. It is, yeah. (laughs) Fantastic. Well, Andreas, thank you very much indeed for sharing your thoughts and your journey with us today. I think it's fascinating and a a sign of what's to come. And, you know, here's to continued uh, uh, success onwards and upwards.
1: Thanks a lot. and, And thanks for having me.
0: Thanks, indeed.